Welcome everybody to another episode of Kingdom Minds. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about Kingdom Hearts and the Kingdom of God also. So for our Creator Spotlight segment, we are not really doing a Creator Spotlight, but it is an announcement for a Creator event called March Caprice. It is happening on March the 27th. 2021. I'm not an organizer. I just found this out and thought it was cool. So um, yeah, I, I'm just announcing it. It's essentially like a bunch of people from the Kingdom Hearts community, uh, musicians and artists and YouTubers and streamers and people. Uh, it's like a virtual gathering of fans um, that's going to showcase the talents of different people in the community and different products and stuff. So um, it's going to be really fun. It's it's obviously online. But yeah, it's happening March twenty uh, seventh. So I'll put the I'll put the link in the show notes. There's a bunch of different organizers as well. Uh, Bioroxis, Aquaberry, um, Churro, Kimchi, Kinode, Orpheus, Shasha, Regular Pat, a bunch of cool people that are involved um, in this event. So it's going to be really fun. I don't know if we'll be involved, but I will certainly be like watching the live stream. Anyhow, so yeah, that is happening March the 27th, and you should check it out. All right, guys, so hope you guys enjoy part two of our interview with Justin Cowden. Um, and we'll be back uh, after interview and do kind of a little recap um, and give, give, our, give some of our reflections over the interview, which uh, we think went really well, but uh, hope you guys enjoy it. So I got I love, a bracket. I love. I, yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go. Well, you're, you're no. next. Next thing, I can ram whatever you guys. I'm just like, jump it's in. all good. We love it. Yeah. So I'm going to backtrack a bit, uh, and I want to ask you about how you first got the role uh, for Hayner and what the recording sessions were like. Oh man, this is actually one of my favorite stories to tell. Well, so I remember t- I said earlier that you know I, I went in. They said, "Hey, this is, you know, just you know, I've gone in for video games, but when you do voiceovers." Most of the time, you go into an agency who has a recording booth. Nowadays, you have, I mean, I have an app on my phone now just to send the first initial pre-read that they listen to and go, okay, I'm going to hear this guy again, so I'll bring him in. But in the old days, you just re- you'd go to your agency and record something. This time, they said, no, you need to go to this building. I need to go there in person. You know, the in-person auditions are very rare. Well, they were rare for, you know voiceovers and i go in and, and the booth is there and the guy was i guess he was the original director and and forgive me but i've already forgotten his name because granted guys i recorded this in like 2000 was it was it nomura the japanese director no uh there was a gal that was the consultant from japan okay. between she was really explaining the story okay and but then there was the american guy okay and it was it was odd because I'll get to that. But but anyway, I walked in. He was he's the one that so when I came out and said, Hey, it's one of those auditions where you can tell you got the part. And I'm like, This is great. And then part of me now thinks, Did I replace somebody? 
or did they just forget to cast that, you know? But um, <laughs> my, it was supposed to be three days of recording. And again, when I started out, we would have everybody that was in, in the show, when there was a show being recorded in the room and mm. so you got to see everybody. And I think that over the years, they were sort of realizing that it was like a bunch of kids in detention because my very first cartoon, I worked with all these guys that I consider mentors now. I mean, Rob mm. Paulson, who does Pinky from Pinky in the Brain. Rob's one, like wow. Uncle Rob. And Jim Cummings, who does Winnie the Pooh. And, and Jeff Bennett, who was Johnny Bravo. And he was Rick, you know, my story. Phil Lamar, who's done everything in the last 20 years. Um, he was Static Shock. He was Green Lantern. I mean, there's just a bunch of stuff. But uh, Pat Fraley, who did all the Scooby-Doo stuff. And he's just amazing. I mean, literally, I, the list goes on. My point was, is that we were all in the room together. I'm watching and just, they, they were literally like a bunch of little kids. And I think they realized we can save more time and studio fees. If we just bring them all in separately and record, mm. get them in, get them out. So this was me by myself. And I thought, mm. okay, this won't be a big deal. And I go in and it was hard. You guys, you're going, really? Good Lord. And I go in, I'm by myself. And the problem was there's a lot of screaming, a lot of grunting. But there was times where they were making me do like, I think I did like 25 takes. And I'm like, really? You don't have this by now? And I'm not one of those guys that says, don't direct me. And you know, Give me a line read. Tell me how you want it to sound. I'll give you what you want. I am not too big for my britches. You know, yeah. working for my dad and my granddad in plumbing, I'm fine doing whatever. If I'm being paid to do something creative, good night. Yeah, what do you want? I'm, I, I appreciate it every day. When I get paid to sing, even if it's like a little bit, I, I'm just overjoyed that someone's paying to hear me sing. So mm. about three days and it was taking a long time. And I get called from my agent saying, so they want to renegotiate your contract. I'm thinking, what? And they said, well, they say you're taking too long. It's not your fault, but um, they want to add an extra day of recording, but they're not paying you anymore. And then if you don't say yes, then they're just going to replace you. And, and I go, sure, I'll do it. I mean, I'm not digging a ditch. You know, I, I, I've dug many ditches, you guys. I've a pre- I said, never, come on, fine. But between every line I was recording, the Japanese liaison would say, now in this scene, and she would go off for, I mean, I need to, I love motivations. I love knowing story and stuff like that. That's great. But I actually didn't need that for five lines of grunt. <laughs> right. And that's what I would be getting. And they're wondering why it's taking so long. Oh, and wow. I think maybe that's what was happening because I think the director that worked with me, I think he ended up quitting. I'm not, I, I know he did quit, but may, I don't know. And I don't know what the reason was, but that might have been it. And that's again, me speculating. Don't put that online and say, Justin says, no, I, I don't know for sure. But, you know, you hear things around the campfire nowadays. And mm. I um, I just remember it hurting my throat at one point and going, and I'm standing there. I'm not sitting in a chair. Okay, in this scene. And then I'm, I'm like having to listen to the Japanese actor first. And who I like a lot. I have never met him personally, but I love his voice. It's very cool. But I would watch him do the line or, you know, the, the animatic. And mm-hmm. then I'd have to match the flaps. So they, you know, Japanese does not translate to English perfectly. So yeah. the flaps are going 
blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Japanese has that nice musicality. There's a lot of multiple syllables, and it's, it, it, you know, and and English, we sound like we're chewing on potatoes, you know, it's like, rah, 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 and whatever, but um, especially <laughs> Americans. Um, we would get there, and they go, all right, line change. And so that also, I was like, you guys didn't do this already, kind of a thing. So there'd be, and the line was, no. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was the English. So you'd have to go, no, I will not do that to you right now. And so I'd have to da 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 And I'd have to kind of match the inflections. It was very, uh, that was actually a fun, fun thing to do. Fun challenge. Sounds um, fun. But, you know, like anime is the same kind of situation yeah. if you're dubbing anything. Mm. My wife is actually, my wife is, like I said, she's deaf. But guess what, gang? I, I My wife actually did a dubbing for a Japanese movie called The Silent Voice. Oh, wow. He is actually deaf, playing a deaf character. Oh, wow. And so I had to sit in the booth with her and give her the countdowns. And I, I remember telling this to the Kingdom Hearts kids in person. I said, how's that for representation? And everybody clapped. But she got a lot of praise for it because it was, um, you know, the emotion was still there. And, and I was really, really proud of her. But I remember us having to go, she's like, what's going on here? And I go, they want you to match the flaps. And again, can't hear it. She sees... My wife watches cartoons and it doesn't look impressive to her because the mouth still doesn't. We, we have a, uh, have attuned our eyes to believing mm-hmm. that the mouth is saying what it's saying. She knows it's not saying she's going, that's just going up and down. Right. My wife, funny. She hates ventriloquists. She thinks they're <laughs> stupid. She doesn't understand it. I go, honey, that person's harmonized. Oh, you wouldn't be able to hear that. <laughs> I was like, Aww. you can see his throat. I can see her eyes automatically go to the throat. She can see the, 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 the throat moving. She goes, that's not impressive. It's like watching him on the radio, you know, listening to a ventriloquist on the radio. <laughs> it's like, no way. So it was funny, but she did really well with that. She, I think she got an award for like best dubbing award or something. I don't remember the whole deal, but that's but really the cool. Really cool. Said, yeah. Yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. very, very neat. And, and I wanted her to do it again, but like, like I'm saying, anime, it's that same thing. Every time it's, you're really having to go through multiple languages unless it starts in America, which most of the time it doesn't. But I love it, and I love video games are increasing the visibility of actual art. Because for a while, like, people stopped creating new things. They were just, you know, hanging out with the four biggest properties in the world. You know, you got Star Wars and superheroes and this and and, and new stuff was not being made. And this is so unique and original, and, and it's got a following. And, and hopefully, this time around, they'll let me be back for part four, because they didn't have me in three. And... Maybe I can play a bad guy this time. <laughs> oh, we would love that. We are rooting for you. <laughs> we are. To be to be like Tainer's otherworldly dark side kind of that would kind of be fun. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now you mentioned animatics. Did they have the animation finished when you recorded? Oh yeah. It got released. Um oh no, yeah. I think I was the final one of the final linchpins. It was uh released that Let's see, part two was released in 2006, correct? And it was released in like, what, March? Yes, yeah, something March like or that. April of 2006? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I recorded in November of 2005. And then, and so I watched all the stuff. Okay. It was already done. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I only saw my stuff. They wouldn't show me anything else. Yeah, I've heard some things more recently from some other voice actors that some of them are actually now, it seems like they're starting to record some of the stuff even before the animation's finished. I'm not sure why they're doing that, but. Yeah, it's just easier to do again, unless it's something that is going to get a you know Japanese release first. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the reason I didn't do part three, they, they gave me some really lame excuse, but they made me listen to myself again and re-audition to sound like myself. And, and I think they just thought initially that they probably thought I was a kid and that my voice had changed. And, and I proved that it didn't. Mm. But I didn't know that I had been replaced until I saw the trailer on Twitter. Oh, wow. And it still bums me out. And I, I've become friends with, with Zach on Twitter, and he's a cool dude. I love that kid. He's, I'm a big fan of his. He's an awesome guy. He did a great job. And, and, and the character looks different enough that it's like, I'm camouflage pants, blonde Hainer, and he's more like brunette Hainer. It's <laughs> just, they change it just enough, but it was a bummer. Cause that was one, that was a big part of that trailer. He goes, you know, Hey, and he goes and kicks the guy or he jumps to do the flying kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but good. I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm still positive and, and I would like to, like I said, I, Hey, I'm available for part four, even if it's just for incidentals, you know, kind of a thing. Mm. Um, I don't even know where I was going with it, you guys. Um, no boy. But yeah, yeah, recording is out of, out of sync. It just depends. It really just depends. Now, Goofy and Mickey and all that, the, you know, all the all the mainstream kind of characters, you know, like the property type characters, those, they'll just record ahead of time. Mm, okay. And right. they'll have the Japanese guys watch the American guys and, and do something, which is kind of a dumb idea, to be honest with you. Because again, multiple syllables in J- Japanese, English, not as much. So... It seems more likely smarter to record, you know, if you're going to have them read to an animatic or because I don't know how they would rewrite the Japanese. Mm. No, um, but I'm also don't speak Japanese. So, you know, I, uh, I'm sure they would figure that out. Yeah. Uh, for real. I think sometimes what they do now, because the animation has improved a lot is they have to animate some of the shots twice once with the english and once with the japanese because you can tell yeah and yeah they can do it faster they can be more my buddy is an animator and yeah i think there is a way to drop in a different head mm-hmm. if that makes any sense yeah. into the the rig mm-hmm. the rig is what they call the rig is, is the the initial bones of the character right. moving around mm-hmm. i think they, they digitize the statue or the art draw it is an amazing world now with with what they do with animation and computers and everything I really loved, and I'm watching a lot of cartoons right now for obvious reasons. I really loved uh, Elena of Avalor and and Sophia the first because my daughter was into all of that, and um, we're, watch- we're watching watching a lot of PJ Masks, a lot of Disney stuff. But um, there was an animated movie that Netflix put out called Over the Moon. I believe. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Oh, it's so sweet. The themes about in you know kingdom themes and stories, and I love to circle back to the the thing about. You know, not just parents, but having a mentor, somebody taking and investing in you. And I always tell people, even if you don't have kids, you end up pen- parenting somebody. Mm. Yeah. You know, there's a book that John Eldridge did called Father by God, and it took me forever to read it because I read The Wild at Heart and I wanted to go hunt a bear, and that was fun. But <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but with Father uh, Father by God, I, I was doing a show in Florida with this this kid, and he gave it to me, and he was we were have we had a similar story about. Our, our back and forth with our fathers and his father ended up passing a couple of years later. And then I didn't read it until I didn't start really reading it until my father passed. And the whole book concept is that the Lord finds ways of fathering you through people. You'll mm. use people. And, and again, in turn, he'll use you to, to, it's not planting a seed and reaping harvest with someone's salvation. It's, you know, a brother, or sister, in the family that uh, needs you just for that moment to show mm-hmm. them or teach them or, 
you know, hug them, you know, yeah. that kind of, and, and I feel like that is the theme of a, a lot of folks have lost their parents and, and, and especially recently and, or, you know, had bad parents or orphans and, and having the Lord really come and be present in this day and age as our daddy, you know, mm. is very important. Yeah. I love that. Mm. It's hard. You know, guys, you, you have moments where you hear, you know, lyrics to songs and stuff like, Jesus, I'm in love with you. And it's like, what is that kind? It's not the same as I'm in love with Susie. I'm in love with Billy. It's, it's a different kind of mm-hmm. thing. And English mm-hmm. has one word, love, but we have many meanings. Other languages have different levels of love. Mm-hmm. Different of, words, like, yeah. Greek. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, you think about original translations, it's like, there's phileos, you know, brotherly, you know, there's like familial, you know, there's eros, which is the, the intimate love, you know, there is mm-hmm. agape, God's all-encompassing love. There's, you know, egostasis, which is your, your self-love, and 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 what people always recite that one part of Corinthians, and it's like, okay, but what are we talking about? You know, and mm. so there is there is there is a need for that because I mean, even like when Peter was reinstated in, you know, when the Lord's like, "Do you love me?" You know, we, we hear in English, "Do you love me?" Yes, I love you. Do you love me? Mm. You know, yeah. And, and and everybody just thinks that by the time Peter says it the third time, and he's like, "Jeez, Louise, man," you know, it's like, <laughs> and that's how you read in English. Even going to Spanish, it says it says two different types, and then like a different one at the end. Yeah. And then in Greek, it's like, "Do you, Peter? Do you agape me?" If I can say it like that, or do you know yeah. I can only I only phileo you? I'm not. I don't have the capacity. Well, that's okay. Do this, Peter. Do you this? No, I only you know phileo. You, you know, I can't. And then the third one, Peter, Lord, you know I'm only you know boom. And it was like if you think about that one three times. He was denied three times. He's reinstated by three mm. statements, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was like the Lord said, it didn't matter how far Peter could come in his love. The Lord came closer, if that makes yeah, any sense. Absolutely. Clearly, we're never going to be able to love him as much as, as he loves us. Mm. It's, it's a different thing that I don't think our minds can even wrap around. We can try, you know. <laughs> we can absolutely try. And I mm-hmm. think he just, he just, he knows our hearts. He's the one that looketh upon the heart, as they say. Um, yeah. And that's, that's important. And, and so I'm asking the Lord, okay, how does this person need to be loved? What does that look like, Lord? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sometimes it's just sitting there and it's very hard for me <laughs> to just sit there. Sometimes it is. And I have to remind myself. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because cause you kind of said that, like, in the Kingdom Arts, like, fandom or whatever, like, you're you're kind of like a father figure to, like, people. You were sort of talking about that a little bit. Uh, I'm really curious, like, what your experience has been, like, um, you know, meeting different fans and stuff like that, and, like, being involved in the community. And, um, you know, because cause when you're online and you're just, like, scrolling through Twitter, like, there's just, like... It's difficult. <laughs> it, it, it's so different, and you're like, hmm... I don't I'm know. not on it's... there very much at all, you guys. So if you've got to contact me there at first, that's why I didn't get back to you. It wasn't those Oh no, so it's all good. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, there's <laughs> just a lot of just angry people. <laughs> um, it feels like being on like in a schoolyard where just everybody's just screaming at each other and telling them how yeah. much they suck. Yeah. And anybody mm-hmm. tries to put out any kind of joy, they go, 
Yeah, you suck too. You just, you... Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, I am desperate to go to the uh, to the Keyblade Alliance because it looks like a super cool like convention. Oh, you need to go. It's super fun, and there's people that yeah. they bring yeah. their art and and they've you know we bummed out we didn't get to do didn't get to do it this year obviously for COVID stuff but we've had people they come out from all over and um to connect you they're actually on Discord there is a Discord we did a we did an online convention. And uh, it was me. And this year we actually had Ben Ziskin, and he was great to have because he's he's awesome. That kid is oh, that's awesome. He's an adult. He's a full grown adult. But I'm saying, I said kid. <laughs> that guy is legit, <laughs> legit talented, legit everything. He's mm. just he's gonna be the next, you know, uh, what's the name? James Arnold Taylor. Like he's gonna be one of these guys that's just in everything, and you and you hear his stuff all the time. And he already is sort of that guy. But but no, he's. I think he's even better than he even knows he is. Yeah, it's you should come to it. If, if hopefully it'll be open, you're back in the states. Make make it a full trip because they try to make it worth your while to come. You know, you I want to you got their own little convention room. It's small, but it's super cool. That's awesome. Have you had any like cool experiences, like meeting people, like fans and stuff like that? Um, any notable things? Uh, I I did a um. Well, the first convention I was at, nobody knew what I looked like. And they didn't know I was going to be there. And, and I'm in the back. My baby girl, we're just sitting there. And they were you know, getting, everybody's doing a meet and greet kind of thing. Everybody's doing this like trivia question to see how many questions you can get right. And, everything. and so then they're sitting at the front table. And they said, okay, so next, as you see on your itinerary for today, we are, we have a special thing. We, we reached out to this person to see if they would be available. Um, and he starts talking. And then they had me from the side of the room, start reciting lines about the Klepto Club. Now everybody thinks we're members of the Klepto Club. And, the whole thing. <laughs> and my wife should have seen everybody's face. They started like looking at each other like, wait, what, what? And he says, and we have Justin Cowden. Everybody flipped out. And I was like, wow, this is kind of fun. That's so cool. <laughs> the next year, I wasn't able to like really be there right then. I was working somewhere else. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to squeeze in at the last minute. And so I went and squeezed in. And and I popped in the back, and the one gal runs up on the mic and goes, Jesse Cowden, just everybody turned around and started screaming. I was like, oh my gosh. Aww. You know, and so now I know a lot of these people, you know, and we stay in touch on, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. And you find out a lot of them had suicidal tendencies and they found this and they were so appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, oh, I love that I can bring some joy into somebody's life they right. become absolutely become my friends they some of them text me and, and i'll get you guys my number after this but um oh. some of them text me and they, they'll, they'll reach out on my birthday and stuff like that it was just super fun to be a part of and um, i would do it again you know every year um but i'm trying to think what else there was something funny there was a um there was a kid i met there who i thought was super funny he would always do the um the dress up and the cosplay. There's a lot of people do their cosplays and stuff. And that's fine. I guess I had noticed and I tried to stay in touch with him on, on Facebook and everything, just briefly and everything. But I had, I didn't know that he was actually doing really health wise. Wasn't doing great. And so I just kept, I remembered, and this is again, something I stole from somebody else. James Duhan, who played Scotty on in star Trek. He uh-huh. had a person that would hit him up every year, and he, the person was going to commit suicide. And he said, hey, I've got a convention coming, this and this. I want to see you there. 
and the person would be there and he would do it again he could say i got another convention i want to see you there and i guess and that guy later on was like survived and 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 he said it was because he he had something to look forward to and he kept and that was how james went did, did it i was like oh that's amazing yeah um I do pray that, you know, the Lord not just leads me, you know, folks that are supporting me, but like folks that are there with me, like recording with me, like other, other actors and stuff. And again, it's, I was part of a group in Hollywood about eight years ago, and there's a lot of folks, believe it or not, there was like this covert group of folks just, just interceding and praying. And then they were, their hearts were just so for the entertainment industry. And, um, I felt really, really led and felt like, wow, I'm surrounded by my own team for the first time in my life. Mm. And because that team meant somebody who's a believer also in the industry. In the old days, I either had church or I had the acting group. Mm-hmm. And neither side understood the other side. And now I have folks that are, you know, more into this. And, it, and it's, it's great. Again, everything's on hold. But I, um, I would love to, if, I, I'm going to try to create something down yeah. the line if if i can't continue then i'll make my own make my own studio whatever the lord you know has but as of right now i mean i want to bring people some joy yeah. absolutely and yeah. truth as well if they if we go deeper into that relationship you know what i mean like that's that's the the uh, was it uh moral relativism or you know relative truth that is that is being thrown around today mm-hmm. it's it's postmodernism. Hey, gosh, it's <laughs> hey. You know what? You, you you can't keep a table standing if the, the legs are suddenly made of you know beam. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, that's it's it's like all right. Let's just cut out one of the legs of your 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 argument right now. Yeah. And I heard a pastor uh, online, and again, different pastors. People have different opinions about you know. Again, everybody. Well, this guy is wrong. But, uh, Vody Bachman. He was, he's, oh, he's uh, great. Yeah. Vody Bachman. He's wonderful. I just started really listening to him and he said something about, you know, I'm going to have the word. And if someone says, well, I don't believe that, he said the, the way to describe it was if two knights come against each other and the one knight pulls out his sword and says, I will smite you with my sword. And the other knight says, I do not believe in your sword. Is that knight with the sword going to put it back in the sheath and go, well, let me explain to you the science of how this sword is, is created and what it would do. No. He says, so these guys that put the Bible away when they're trying to, you know, share the word because the person says, well, I don't believe in it. That's, they immediately retreat and mm-hmm. try, well, I'll find another way. And he says, no, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to do if you're the knight with the sword? You're not going to put the knife, the sword away. He'll believe in it when you start cutting him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, that, that doesn't always work. You guys, you know, it's like the enemy does not like being, doesn't like dust being kicked up. And if you push too hard, he'll try to bite back. Does that mm-hmm. mean he's going to win? No, but yeah. it'll make you think of winning. Absolutely. That fight, remembering that is hard. I deal mm. with it every day. You guys, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm sounding real cool, but I mean, every day mm-hmm. I'm having wow. to remind who I am and whose I am. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like. That is fundamental, really, to, to to our walk is like, you know, I'm actually I'm doing this like um, course at the moment with my mom and my sister. It's called Freedom in Christ. It's really good. Um, and it's it, it's all about it's all about who we are. Um, 
And like, if we know the truth of the word, then we are able to take every thought captive and like, mm-hmm. um, oh, making and, it obedient to the mind of yeah, Christ. Oh, that's yeah. good. And, and just um, and and resist the enemy. Like, we don't have to fall into that um temptation. So it's really exciting. Um, going off on a tangent, Wonderful. but who, yeah, who did that? Who, who it, created that study? I will send you the link. It's a guy called um Steve Goss and um another man called Neil Anderson. Um, okay. Yeah, it's good stuff. That name sounds familiar, actually. He, uh, Neil Anderson has written a book called Victory Over the Darkness. I haven't read it, but it's supposedly very good. Um, you know, it's so a funny thing about you being from Scotland. I, I think of Alistair. Um, oh, Alistair I think he just passed. Alistair Begg. Oh, I love listening to him. They'd be on the radio. He'd be on the radio in the morning. Not just his mm. accent. I love, I love his his. Bro- he did just pass, didn't he? Did he? Oh, that's, I feel like me. he did. I don't know. Yeah, or RC Sprawl. Somebody because there's Sprawl all these guys on the radio in the morning. Yeah, RC Sprawl did. Okay, well then, good. Alistair's still around. Love him. Yeah, was giving me a heart attack, man. I was like, no, not Alistair. Um, no. so, all right, it's like you know, and and again, they also rip apart our people when they pass. Nowadays, you talk about going back to that real quick. It's been really difficult. You know, you hear that. Somebody who was absolutely used by the Lord, you know, and you find out, well, behind closed doors, they had their, their, their demons. And I'm mm. sure most of us do. Mm-hmm. But to destroy the legacy of what someone did, it's like, as far as, you know, I think, was it recently, they saw Ravi, uh, Ravi Zacharias, they were mm-hmm. like ripping yeah. him apart. And it was like, you know, I haven't listened to all his stuff. And I'm and to say I'm disappointed, sure. You know, I, I I put my faith in 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 the Lord, not man, because man is flawed. And right. my, dad, my granddad used to say, "You follow the pastor as long as he's following the master." Mm-hmm. Okay, and and mm-hmm. my dad used to talk about the three preacher killers: money, women, and power. Mm-hmm. And he said, <laughs> and, and I, "Again, I've I've seen more than more than one man in my life fall to those, and and more than one be redeemed." Absolutely. Um, Hundred percent. My heart, my heart breaks though. It's like you know, you hear stuff, and the big one now is to tear apart Billy Graham and say he was this like secret agent for the. I can't even say it. We might get cut off, but you know those <laughs> secret societies and and all this kind of stuff. I'm thinking, what? well, the enemy's doing a terrible job at getting people to join his side if if he's preaching the word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Because if you listen to a lot of those those sermons, yeah. you go, well, no, that's the word. It tests the spirits. If it's contradicting yeah. the word of God, you can always go back. Always go back yeah. to the word. Is there truth found outside the Bible? Sure. Yeah. I went to the bathroom today. That's not written in the Bible. That was the truth. Right. I get it. You know, there's just instructions on how to build a computer and they're true. They're not in the Bible. Okay. I get it. But my life's, my life's purpose, what I really need to know is all there. There's nothing mm. missing. You know, do I, do I like, Taking a look at the Book of Enoch, sure, everybody's got such a, 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 you know, I can't even use the right words for it, but everybody loves talking about the Book of Enoch right now. And then, so, you know, I listen to a guy named Dr. Michael Heiser sometimes, and he's mm-hmm. you know, one of these big, studious, you know, his, his um, work in sem- Semitic languages is, is right up there in the world as far as mm. his experience. And he's just like, that book's not in there. Even though yeah. it was quoted in Jude, there's a lot of stuff that the Bible has quoted. I don't want it to be in there, you know, kind of a thing. It's not. Right. He said it's um, it's litmus for being in from the Protestant Reformation. If any anything making it into the canon from the Protestants 
was it had to have Jewish witnesses. Well, the first, there's like four books or something like that. And the first, again, I'm going off on a tangent, you guys, I'm sorry. I just love talking. <laughs> but like the, the, the first book was written in Aramaic. It was not written in yeah. Hebrew. And by the time there, it is written in Hebrew, it's like the medieval times. Like book four, is, those, those are from medieval times. So it's like, okay, does it say anything that contradicts the gospel? No. But it's like junk food. It's like, it, it'd be right. like watching it's Star extra. Wars, the original three movies, and then feeling like in the middle of it, you need to go to Boba Fett's mom's house to figure out how she makes lemon pie. <laughs> Is that important to Luke's journey? Right. Especially if he's not in the story? No. No. No, it's not. <laughs> so that's the point. It's like, so yeah. the apocrypha people are like, oh man, they remove books. There's like this, this thing yeah. that's become popular. It's like the book of, hey, just kidding, got taken out because they didn't want it. Want people to know that you know everything that we do is okay. So, like, there's yeah. some secret hidden book that tells us that everything you just read is a lie. Wow! Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, there has to be a standard. It has to be an overarching, overarching story. You can't just have every single Jewish book as part of the canon of scripture. Exactly. And and I mean, I don't. I mean, the midrash is commentary, and, and the Talmud and all that kind of stuff. That's fine, but. Talmudic study, when it became more leaned on Talmudic study as opposed to Torah, like, you know, the Torah, then it became more of an idea as opposed to the solid foundation. It became, mm. let's all sit and talk about this and why it might be true for the next five years and not really decide on something. It's like I could drive around all night looking at signs, you know, I'm hungry to eat and going, that might be a good place. Well, that might be a good place too. Well, that would be good. If I don't pick a place, I'm going to starve. Mm-hmm. And and I'm looking at at, at uh, the fact that there's so many people that want to jump into the YouTube rabbit hole, and you ask them how many of them have read the the word from cover to cover. Right, the, I don't act, even care the what actual you, Bible. <laughs> yeah, the actual Bible, and I don't care what translation. I mean, there's a few that I would not even get, I wouldn't even touch. There are there are heretical translations, absolutely. We can go yep. into that another time. But I'm saying, <laughs> you know, your basic. Five or six people like whatever. If it's the you know the you know I, I know a lot of people ripping into the NIV for a while, and I and then there was the New King James they were ripping into for a while, and then you know when you actually do some study on why they're okay, you don't have to love them, but why they're not certain ones are not heretical is because they'll go because oh, this one had Dead Sea Scrolls and this one had this and this one was just done so that some people could understand a little more that they weren't reading Shakespeare all the time; they were reading similarly to what we talk about if if they take away the 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 deity of christ then boom chuck it you know what i mean it's like absolutely right yeah. away or when they say well uh adam and Eve were uh, it was a society well guess what you just did you just basically got rid of the ne- the necessity of jesus mm-hmm. if adam doesn't right. exist then jesus is useless mm. and pointless right mm. and people do that well i don't know because monkeys and this and that it's like okay you know what I'm sure there are plenty of ways to, well, I, I've asked, I ask questions all the time when I read through Genesis. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's good to, you know, my, so my wife leans a little more towards, you know, a scientific view of things and she doesn't not, not believe and she, you know, she believes in the fall and all that kind of stuff, but you know, she's like, well, this, this stuff over here makes sense. And, you know, with, you know, with the evolution, I said, well, it's not, you know, it's again, not, not, not an argument or subject I want to get into now, but there's a lot of, things that we that happen to us now as human beings think about the fact that a family say there's the, the smith family the smith family can go from being white to black 
in two generations. And mm-hmm. I don't mean mixed. I mean, and then back to white again. If if my son marries an African-American girl and they have a child, and then that child marries an African-American girl, guess what? My great-grandchildren are mostly African-American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that great-grandchild marries a white gal, and then their child marries white, and it can go back. So is that evolution? It's genetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. again, fun to talk about. The Bible actually speaks about the earth being round in one of the Psalms. But now everybody's so convinced that it's, no, it's flat. It's a dome. It's this. And I go, <laughs> okay. And so now Christians are fighting over that. And I go, oh, well, time out. At the end of the day, who is Jesus? Right. Go back For to real. the cross. Who is Jesus? 100%. And why? Yeah. If the earth is really flat and it's being kept a secret, why? Why is it being kept a secret? Somebody goes, well, it just proves that the Bible is real. And I go, the Bible doesn't say there is flat. <laughs> and just because, it, just because in the English translation it uses uh, poetic imagery, you know, he shall cover me with his feathers and under his wings I shall take refuge. Does that mean God has wings? Is he a chicken? No. Could he have one? Sure. You know, anything you want. I mean, whatever. I mean, some of the animals described in Daniel in, in the heavenly gates, you go, ooh, that's kind of, that's creepy looking in my mind. <laughs> Again, imagery. Absolutely, language. yeah. Mm. But the foundation of that gospel and the word is still there. Right. Man fell from grace. They, they, they did not trust God and sinned. And God came and wiped us out initially, said he wouldn't do it again. So Noah and all that stuff. And we started over and, and sends the Lord. You know, of course, I've just skipped over, you know, thousands of years. But what, you know, my point is, right. is that that's, that narrative, if you read it, it, nobody's read it all the way through. Just read it all the way through. My buddy I'm fighting with now is, likes to spit out new stuff that he's, he's re, likes to regurgitate stuff that he's learned. Mm. And he's trying to rebuild the wall. He's, he's trying to live kosher now. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. That's not saving you. Right. And, and immediately, I was able to not even, and I'm, I don't, I'm not one of those guys that goes, well, let me just tell you how much I have memorized of the Bible. No, it's like you don't realize that the Lord really implants it when you read it, and it comes out. It says that he will mm-hmm. use us at the proper time. Like, you know, he's like, you know when we were called upon, and sometimes we don't even realize that it's, it's there. And you get prompted. And I remember thinking, he starts talking about kosher and this and that. And I'm going, wait a minute. Well, Peter was shown a dream of all these different animals, and the Lord told him to eat. Mm -hmm. He said, no, no, I'm not going to eat anything unclean. And he said, don't call anything the Lord's made unclean. It's what comes out of the man's mouth that becomes unclean, not what goes in. I happen to disagree. If I ate poop, that would be nasty. But no, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) but immediately that verse pops up, and I'm going, what are these guys saying about this verse? Right. Mm. And and a lot of dudes that, that are on there, they're building, you know, followings and it becomes like they're turning the Bible into a sci-fi story and, and everything's a conspiracy and everything's yeah. corrupted. And I go, guess what? There was a guy named Joseph Smith and he believed that same thing. Oh, no, nope, no, nope, it's all corrupted. I'll start over. I'm going to do my version. The Bible, too. And I was like, no. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of. Yeah weird stuff right there <laughs> and i'm not dogging you know i'm not dogging uh families you know lds families are they're our allies these days you know what i'm saying and, and there's i know a lot of good folks but it's like read, read the gospel 
yeah, everything yeah. is right there. And, and I think that's why Karis and I really uh, enjoyed this podcast is that we we see those themes in, in Kingdom Hearts that there is darkness in people's hearts and people are longing for a solution for that. And uh, mm. you know, Christ is. And that the, might open the door for you guys to witness. You know, it's right. like. Yeah, Christ is the real solution to, to the things that I think the buyers for Kingdom Hearts have identified in the world. As like you said, there's a bit of truth. Maybe, and I don't know if they're believers or not, but I, you know, maybe they're being used. You never know. I mean, I feel like they yeah. are. Do you guys know the history about like, some of the creators and stuff? Because I don't know all their names actually. Uh, I mean, it's really mostly Tetsuya Nomura, the directors, all kind of out of his brain. He's an amazing. Yeah, he's just crazy. <laughs> really is, yeah. actually. Yeah. I didn't know it was all from him. I thought there was like a team, but yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he has writers. And I love that. Hope there, I hope that, that four comes sooner than three did. <laughs> yes, it should be, actually. That's what they said there uh, is going to happen. But yeah, man, I think that might be a, a good place for us to, to wrap up for today. Um, mm, just, absolutely. I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, for coming on the podcast. Hey, thank you so much. For, you know, forgive me, yeah. for, like I said, for as my dad would say, for pontificating. <laughs> I, uh, no, I just, I get joy. Again, iron sharpens iron. I get joy from actually being able to to speak fully. You guys need to know something that today I got to really be who mm-hmm. I am. I didn't have to hide anything about myself because I got to be around brother and sister. Aww. So blessings both. I, I, I pray our Lord just surrounds you right now with his heavenly house and, mm. and you're just protected from every, you know, I keep saying to my wife, you know, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me only with my eyes. Mm. Shall I look and see the reward of the wicked? And I pray that that's what's happening with you guys right now. No matter what the world says, mm. the Lord is the final authority. And I'm just praying blessings on you guys. Aww. Thank you so much. Really Amen. appreciate that. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. yeah bless you. My pleasure. You guys. Anytime hit me up. I'd love to. Yeah. And lastly, know, join you guys. Again yeah. Time. Before you go, are there any um, projects that you're currently working on? Is there a place that people can find you online easily to follow you? I want to, I'm going to put more out net soon. I, I really kind of been fighting the enemy back uh, with the sword with depression this year. When mm. I say depression because of my dad, I haven't had to have a, gotten to have a funeral for my dad wow. yet. Oh no. And it was very hard because he did a lot of funerals mm. and it's so ironic, but I, um, one of the projects I did with him years ago, I went to comic con was a, a movie, a little short. And so now I'm writing the further adventure, what it looks like for the son to take over for the dad. And I'm, I'm hoping to actually shoot that as an independent film. Um, but right now I, I haven't done anything with social media or anything yet, you know, to, cause I had honestly don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just praying for, for wisdom and, and anyways, but check me out. I'm on Instagram a lot and hit me up there. Mostly I am on Twitter, but I don't check it very much. You can, if you're more likely to get a hold of me on Instagram, as far as messaging me, because if you go Facebook messenger, they, you, I basically would have to check message requests. Mm. And that, I think that's how, uh, David, I think that's how I initially came upon uh, your message because I was like, oh, you know what? Every once in a while, these are fun to look at because you get you get some interesting. A lot of it's spam, and then I saw you and I went, oh, cool. You know, this, that was fun. So, but Instagram's probably the better place to catch me. And then um, you can type in my name on YouTube, and there's there's stuff of me singing and stuff like that. But I will have more in the coming coming months. Excellent, amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, make sure everybody that. 
yeah, make sure you check out Justin on his social media. Um, <laughs> I just got a message from David being like, I can't hear anymore. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's up with that. But thank you so much for coming on our show. It's been a pleasure. and My pleasure. But yeah, bless you. Thank you so much for coming on. was that was the interview with justin gowden it was so good um i just i don't know we we talked about so much it's kind of hard to sort of put my finger on like any particular thing but it was just so good so um i just i really enjoyed like i think i said this already but like how open he was sharing about his faith um it was really cool that he kind of said oh it's really fun for me to come on here and like talk to you guys or Mm -hmm. like you know because i don't know that many like believers in the king Hearts community and we were like what um i don't know like i was just really humbled by that i thought that was awesome yeah i think it's definitely really refreshing just to hear somebody who who shares our faith Mm. uh who's involved in hollywood and uh the kingdom hearts community as well um the production of kingdom Hearts. just to you know just to know that that they're out there um and just to see that even somebody yeah. who is seemingly so distant from us, uh, I think we can have a good uh, fellowship uh, of the, you know, that common unity in Christ that we have together, the the bond of faith that we have. Yeah, so cool. And um, it's really awesome how, like, he's still involved in mm-hmm. the community and is, like, going to the conventions and stuff and um, hanging out with people. And, yeah, that's really awesome. And uh, I would love to meet him one day. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but that w- yeah, hopefully, maybe there'll be a March Caprice in person next year. That would be awesome. Yeah, we was what, what was sorry what? Yeah, go ahead. No, no, it's I was fine. Ask, what was the one thing that that's that stood out to you or the most about the about the interview from him? Mm, well, I I guess like. I, I just thought it was fascinating when he was talking about the different kids that he meets, like, at these conventions and the fact that, like, um, he feels that the Lord has put him there um, in that place of, like, influence, um, you know, to, like, be a father to these kids in, in a way. Like, I, I just thought that was beautiful. And it's mm-hmm. it's amazing, like, how God can use anything, like, even... Yo, this character that you played like over ten years ago in a video game. Like, I'm going to use that. Like, I don't know. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. that's really cool. What about you? I think, uh, yeah, what stood out to me, uh, maybe kind of an odd thing, but the the fact that he was willing to um, use profanity in acting over saying the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, I think was really interesting to me. Because uh, I know, I guess you can debate uh, as a Christian whether using profanity as an actor is really the same thing. Because, you know, you're acting, you're not really saying it. Mm. Uh, but I just thought it was really cool that he put, you know, he, he openly puts 
saying God's name in vain is is higher than that because I feel like a lot of Christians have kind of let that fall by the wayside, and that's like no, you know that's that's a serious sin. You know, you take the name of the God who saved you, who you claim you love and and gave you life, and use it as a curse word. Mm. Um, you know, maybe maybe you might disagree with him over his his choice of of what to replace that with. It, of course, it's a difficult situation <laughs> to be in uh, yes. as an actor, but but I think you can definitely uh, admire him for saying, "No, you know, this is where I'm going to draw a line as a Christian." For real, I don't know. Like that. I mean, personally, like I just think it's something that. You know, I, I would I would never like take the Lord's name in vain. But like when it comes to like cursing, like I, I would never like you know, say those sorts of words, whatever. Um <laughs> but I feel like yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna get into it. I feel like that's irrelevant. But um <laughs> it was a really fascinating point, actually. Um that he that he spoke about that and I thought that was cool. Um yeah, that he's willing to to stand up. For the Lord and be counted. Wonderful. Yeah. What what a guy. What a swell guy. Yeah, it was great. It was really great to talk to him. Hopefully we can have him back sometime. That would be awesome. Um, so we really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Kingdom Minds. Again, if you would like to support the show, you can do that on Patreon. Um, patreon.com slash kingdomindspod if you want to. There's no pressure. But also, yeah, you can check us out on Discord. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Kingdom Mindsford and Kingdom Minds Podcast on Facebook as well. And we hope you have a lovely rest of your day also. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.